0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations.
1: Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn and we are continuing our conversation with Stacy McDonald. She's author of a wonderful book called The Gospel of Mental Health, from Mental Hell to Mental Wellness, and it's a topic that uh, unfortunately we don't talk a lot about in our churches or on faith-based uh, radio programs, podcast, and yet Stacy has done a great job of writing this book from her own personal experience and then through her education. She is a school psychologist and also is a, a speaker, a pastor and uh, just a really really gifted communicator of God's word and this book is just loaded with scripture and then she's got something called journal Jewels, that where she asks you to some questions to have you to do a little introspection about your own heart mind and mental health and uh, if you missed yesterday's program, really encourage you to go to our website, today.org. That's today.org and catch uh, about her family background, how she grew up and uh, just shares uh, just a lot of encouragement. But she wrote a book from real life experience. So I hope you'll check out that podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on all the platforms. But uh, Stacey, as we continue today, uh, you start off with one of my favorite Psalms and your third chapter. And the the title is called Just pray just in working in the 23rd psalm you know you talked about the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake why did you start that chapter off with that
0: i started it off with that because we recognize that's the most beloved scripture uh, globally, We love this scripture. And it's something about that word shepherd that just catches, right? Because you feel the comfort of the shepherd. You feel the protection of the shepherd. You, you feel the presence of the shepherd. We love the word. And the truth of the matter is, yes, everybody needs a shepherd. You need a shepherd. I need a shepherd. It matters not how high you are up on the scale or the ladder of life. CEO to custodian. We all need a shepherd. Now, as beautiful as the word shepherd sounds when it comes to the actual job of the shepherd. What does the Bible say? It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Then it says he leads me. (laughs) This is the part I think that we miss. We get so caught up in the beauty of the word shepherd and what the shepherd does that we forget our part, which is to follow the shepherd. All throughout the Old Testament, you see God leading his people. He's leading them as a fire by night uh, and a cloud by day. He, he's covering them. He's protecting them. He's always telling them, follow me. Don't follow any other gods. Don't follow any other customs. Follow me. And you get to the New Testament and you hear Jesus saying all throughout the Gospels, follow me, follow me, follow me. So when people say, just pray, <laughs> oh, I I feel like I'm being I'm depressed. Just pray. Oh, I, I feel like... I may be experiencing some symptoms of bipolar disorder. Just pray whatever it is. Just pray. Well, it's not as effective to just pray. If we don't choose to follow the shepherd into peace, he's never going to follow us. (laughs) That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. We are to follow him. And so the reason that just pray just isn't working is because many times we're praying, but we're not following. We won't follow the shepherd into the place of peace. We're asking for peace. And then we disembowel that peace at the same time by turning on all kinds of angry rhetoric on television and social media. We ask God for things like heal my body, Lord, heal me of diabetes. And then we pick up a big plate of food of uh, pork chops and hot dogs and, and, And consume it hastily. Uh, We ask God for all these things. But we don't understand that we have a responsibility. For what we ask for in prayer. So if I'm going to pray. Faith without works is dead. There's something I've got to do to show God. That I want what I'm asking for. So if I'm asking God. For peace. Then I've got to show him that this is what I want. I've got works to do with that. And so then I've got to make sure that I pull away from places and people and situations that may be disemboweling my peace. I, I may, if I'm asking God to heal my body, there may be changes I have to make in my diet and in my exercise. And so I have a responsibility for what I ask for. Hezekiah prayed for his days to be lengthened on the earth. The Lord did just that. And what did Hezekiah do? He messed up for generations After him, he allowed people to come in and see the palace and showed them all his goods. And before he knew it, his kingdom was taken from him and his children were taken from him. So he was able to live that life out of that prayer, but he didn't have a responsibility for what he asked for. And because he didn't, the rest of the generation suffered from it. So the reason that Just Pray isn't working many times is because we're not following it up with a responsibility for what we've asked God for. Another reason is that what we're asking God to heal and deliver us from, it's not something that runs in our family. It's something that runs in our refrigerator. Uh, You know, we're, we're, we're missing the pieces. And there's no way that you can talk about mental health and not talk about physical health. So you'll see that intertwined all throughout this book. And so it's important to pray. Prayer is key. But uh, eventually you got to get up off your knees, uh, seek counseling, make sure that you're journaling, making sure that you're uh, doing some deep breathing strategies, making sure that you're getting some tools in your tool belt in order to learn some coping and calming strategies along the way.
1: Yeah, sometimes, you know, like I said, we can read the Bible from cover to cover, but sometimes the physical health limits all the time we read and so some of the best thing some people could do today is maybe just take a 15-minute walk right
0: Absolutely. Isn't it amazing that God has already put in our bodies what we need for health? Uh, Research shows that exercise is just as effective as antidepressants. You release those natural endorphins without any side effects. You don't have to go through the long list of side effects that sometimes the last part of the say even death. (laughs) You're not going to die from taking a walk. And so it's imperative that we use what God has given us. Isn't that a good shepherd? A good shepherd to say, I'm going to provide, I'm going to put in you what you need for life and living. I'm going to give you the tools, and all you've got to do is just use them.
1: Or something simple, we said the 15-minute walk, or saying, you know what? Instead of drinking uh, soft drinks today, I'm going I'm to drink water yeah. at one meal and building off of that. And yeah. sometimes it's just a lot of little things add up that come in big changes. Have you seen that to be true as a psychologist <laughs> and as a pastor and doing ministry all these years? Have you found that to be true?
0: You are what you eat. It is that simple. And what we eat does affect our energy levels. It does affect our emotions. It affects our feelings. We are what we eat. One of the best decisions that I made approximately five years ago was to become vegan because of the mental clarity, because of the extra energy that I gained every time we would do a Daniel fast. And so I just took it all the way. And so now for the past five years, it's, it's such a huge difference um, from what I used to eat because I was what I eat what I ate then. Now I am what I eat now. So I feel that energy. I feel the strength. I feel the clarity of mind because of what I put in my body.
1: Well, and I will confess to our listeners that food's an area I struggle in. Uh, One thing I do that I think has helped so much, though, is uh, I go to the gym and work out three or four times a week. And the physical movement, my spiritual health is pretty good, but that physical. So it's usually kind of a combination of things, I guess, is what we're trying to say. Yes. And one of the things I love with your journal, Jewel, in this chapter on page 41, you just said, write down your challenges to following the good shepherd. Write how you have or will overcome those challenges. And I think the first thing to get in healing is you got to be honest with yourself and identify the problem, don't you? Absolutely. Be honest with self. That's what this is all about, because if you can't be
0: honest with you, who can you be honest with? Be honest with yourself. And as we're being honest with ourselves... That's why I I really believe in journaling. And even as we're looking at the Psalms, uh, sometimes people think that journaling is a female thing. Well, we clearly see that it is not. (laughs) This is how I believe that David maintained his sanity in the midst of all of the hell that he endured was because he was writing down those Psalms. He was self-aware. He was writing not just what he went through, but how he felt. And he always finished it with a praise. He finished it with something positive. He finished it with giving God glory. And so being able to write those things, Down Really helps us to be more aware. I have in this chapter uh, a very simple two sentences to guide is the shepherd's responsibility to follow is the responsibility of the sheep. And so as we're writing these things down and those things that may be prohibiting us from following the good shepherd, asking ourselves, what is it? Do I feel like I know more than the good shepherd? Do I feel like that uh, maybe I know something that he doesn't know? What is it that's keeping me? Is it a person that I've put before the good shepherd? Is it a thing before I put before the good shepherd? Writing that thing out really opens up uh, yourself to be able to look at it from a panoramic view, looking at yourself, not in the mirror, but in. Black and white and being able to say, OK, what is this that's hindering me from going where Christ is calling me to go? I hear him beckoning me. I hear him calling me. I, I see his hands wide open. What, what is blocking me? What am I allowing to block me from getting to his presence and getting to healing and getting to peace and getting to joy and getting to restoration?
1: Amen and amen. I love that uh, you addressed, you know, on page 45. You said, you know, we have a responsibility for what we ask in prayer. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9-6, one of my favorite verses. It makes sense that following the word of God would therefore bring peace however satan is the prince of the power of the air and if we constantly expose our eyes and ears to be bombarded with slander murder sexual images and greed we can expect nothing less than a torment of mental hell after praying to the prince of peace and i thought that was so huge because you know there's people that yeah they do bible studies or they read their bible in the morning maybe lunchtime but then at night they just fill their minds with just so much garbage on tv and no wonder you don't have any peace or your mental health struggle. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. We, we
0: may not binge drink, but the things that we're binging on <laughs> is just as unhealthy. We're feeding ourselves that. It may not be the food or a drink that we're putting in our mouths, but we're putting these images. We're putting this violence. We're putting these negative words into our spirit and then expect to sleep in peace. Actually, research shows that even the uh, the blue light from screens can affect uh, the way that you sleep. And so not just the the thought of however of it just being the screens, but even the images that come from that, the messages that come from that. And because Satan is the prince of the power of the air, you better believe. Thank God for hope is here. <laughs> Thank God for hope is here because there are so many other air uh, carrying messages that are giving us um negativity that are giving us depression that are exacerbating anxiety I tell you what years ago you may not have been able to know what was going on in Africa and all these other places but when you turn on social media and you can just scroll and see one disaster after one tragedy after one murder after by the time that you finish there is no way that you're not impacted by that
1: amen and amen. Really would encourage you to get a copy of this wonderful book. We're talking with Stacy McDonald, The Gospel of Mental Health, From Mental Health to Mental Wellness. And one of the things I love, Stacy, at the end of each chapter, you have a beautiful prayer. And this one at the end of page 46, I thought was really, really good. Would you mind reading that? Is that that's how we'll close out our program today.
0: Absolutely. Lord, I recognize and honor you as my shepherd. You have given me your word and your spirit to lead me. Forgive me for attempting to lead myself and considering you after my mind has become a mental hell. As your servant David said, when I made my bed in hell, you were there to lead me out. Lord, I praise you for this truth. I ask that you continue to guide my footsteps as I recommit to following you and you alone. Thank you now for the courage to leave the sword room, even if it involves leaving the room that held people I desired to have a relationship with. Thank you for showing me the difference between the sword room versus the prayer room and my portion in my transformation. Thank you for the strength to detox from the poisons I have called necessary. I praise you now for green pastures, still waters, for restoring my soul, and for the right path as I follow you, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen and amen. That's Stacey McDonald, author of a wonderful book, The Gospel of Mental Health. I want to encourage you to go to her website. It's simply thegospelofmentalhealth.org. It's thegospelmentalhealth.org. If you can't uh, write that down, we'll have it available on the podcast. Join us again tomorrow as we'll continue our conversation with Stacey McDonald on Hope is Here.
0: Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Did you know that Hope is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one-minute Cup of Hope available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter that helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.